0: This is Over the Culture Podcast, where you get to hear my spin on things I like, like music, sports, sports entertainment, movies, TV shows, and your mom. You also get to hear about things I don't like, like magas in disguise. Well, I don't like magas not in disguise. Fuck them, too, but I really don't like magas in disguise. And I'm your bastard of ceremonies, the one gig he kid, no Pat Stay Black, Alex Trablack, for he Sutherland, Luke no Fly Talker, blind, the most interesting blurred in podcasting, the troll of trolls, the prince of petty, Steve G. May 1st, 2022. The rent's do nigga. And last Sunday, I was off, and I decided to watch some of the playoffs at a local bar. Uh, reach out and touch somebody. Let's get a feel for this Norcross community. And I went to a place called $3 Cafe. It's a franchise down here. I don't, I don't know if it's nationwide, but it's a couple of them down here in Atlanta and surrounding regions. And so I went to the $3 Cafe in Norcross. And uh popped a squat at the bar watch the the hawks and the heat play and uh, you know get get some libations at the same time got some chicken nachos you know let's see Trey Young try to do his thing. They ended up losing but the reason I'm bringing this up is because next to me at the bar is a guy named Walter and Walter is a social butterfly. Walter is from upstate New York He's from Albany And he's a Yankees fan Nets or Knicks Whatever I don't know We didn't talk about basketball And the reason we didn't get too deep into basketball Is because he doesn't really watch Professional sports You know he he wants to talk to me about sports and, you know, I'm a sports fanatic, but he wanted to just keep it at college. He wants to tell me about Tyler Hero and how his cousin knows him and went to school with him. And how this kid uh, for the Braves went to uh, a school around here. And I was just like, OK, that's great, Walter. I'm just entertaining this shit. Not trying to be a dick. I'm being a, you know, uh, I'm trying to trying to talk to the, the people of Norcross, you know. But Walter would not shut the fuck up. He would not shut the fuck up, and once I got on the topic of NBA and, you know, all of that jargon, he pulled a screeching halt to that shit. Walter's like, you know, I'm more into NCAA. I watch the college basketball, the college football. You know, they they care more about the game. They're not trying to be politicians out here. And I'm like, yep, here we go. We're right around the corner. It's, It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, man, LeBron James, he's like, you know, just, just play the game, man. You know, like, nobody, like, we don't want to hear, we don't, we don't need to hear that stuff. Just play the game. And I'm eating my chicken nachos, I'm I'm drinking my uh, Long Island iced tea, what have you, and I'm just kind of like, I'm listening to this shit, and I'm not trying to say yay or nay about any of this bullshit. Uh, I'm just kind of like, alright, yeah, okay, yeah, well, it is, I'm doing my Larry David thing, and we got to the point where he's like, you know, man, I wish they would just, you know, just shut up and play the game, and I just spelled it out for him, it seems like he was beating around the bush, he was saying it without saying it, oh, so shut up and dribble, and he was like, yeah, man, exactly, like, you understand, right, and I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm doing my Larry David thing. Oh, I'm just, I'm not saying a fucking word. Mouthful of nachos. And I'm just, I don't want to have to fucking have a debate with this fucker. I just came here to watch the game. All right. I want to step out the house for once on an off day and enjoy these NBA playoffs. See the heat and the Hawks. I, I didn't come here to talk to Walter, who, who's also just making snide remarks and just really off-color remarks about our waitress at the bar, who's married, by the way, and he's not saying it in a room voice, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure she heard some of the shit he was saying as she's walking by, uh, but I digress, and, you know, he's basically badgering me to have a response, and with my back against the wall, I was like, this nigga's not going to shut up. I'm just like, well, dude, if you want me to be really real with you, man, I cannot co-sign on what you just said. I-, I don't agree with any of it, man. Um, and once again, I still do not want to go through the links of how I feel about all of that. Because he's going to feel how he's going to feel, think how he's going to think, and vice versa. But I just wanted to tell him, hey, man, that's why I didn't really want to say anything, because I don't agree with that. Um, You know, these reporters ask this guy questions. They ask these athletes in football, basketball. They ask him these questions with the things going around going on around them. I mean, they have to speak their truth. They asked the question. The question was answered. And he wants to bring up, man, Shaquille O'Neal, like, no, he was never a politician. He would never try to do any of that. Well, they didn't ask Shaquille O'Neal these things when he played. Michael Jordan, well, he never, man, you know, I wish they would be like Mike. Why, why, Michael, he never did this stuff in press conferences and interviews. Well, I told Walter, Mike was scared. Dead silence. And that's true. Because Republicans buy Nikes too, right, Mike? Yeah, we remember. And I love Mike. But Bron is the people's champ. And he has every right. This is his platform that he created. Yeah, you know, people embellish with the media and stuff. They call him the king. You know, he had big shoes to fill from day one. And he fucking wore them hoes. Probably not to y'all's liking, Walter. Probably not to the Bron haters. But he wore them hoes. He didn't fall off. 18 seasons, strong. It's his platform. He can say what the fuck you want. Remember, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. It it only applies when they're saying things that you agree with, right? Don't get me on Kaepernick. So I'm probably not going to go back to that $3 cafe in Norcross because it seems like Walter is a regular. And let's be very clear. Speaking out on social topics does not make you a politician. That's not being that's not even political. It has nothing to do with politics. Despite what John Carter said, politics is usual. Yeah, politics is everywhere. I get it, but this has this is not him trying to be a politician, this is not Colin Kaepernick trying to be a politician, this is them standing up for what they believe is right, having their morals and standards who, I'm sorry, it doesn't align with what y'all have uh, near and dear to you, fuck your flag, nigga, the flag is supposed to represent people speaking their truth, freedom of speech, but y'all just overlook that and just look at that second amendment. Gotta protect my arms. Protect my arms. Eat a dick. Now, back to the playoffs. I'm so fucking glad the Nets got swept. Yes, Kyrie, you're the shit. Katie, you're the shit. Y'all have actually a great supporting cast. You got Blake Griffin. You got Andre Drummond. You got Patty Mills. I mean, you got Goran Drozich. But I'm glad y'all niggas lost. I'm glad that you niggas got swept. Because I could have sworn, Kyrie, when you teamed up with LeBron, y'all went to three straight championships. You lost most of them. You lost two of them. You won one. One key one. The the one. You won that. But you did go to three straight. Straight out the gate. As soon as LeBron joined the Cleveland Cavs, a game y'all went back to the finals and then y'all went again and then again and then you quit because you wanted to be alpha and then Kyrie you said that Kevin Durant is the best teammate that you ever had in your whole career Um, well you and your best teammate in your whole whole wide world y'all got swept by the Boston Celtics Boston showed the fuck up and showed out. Home court, away court, didn't matter. Smart playing. Marcus Smart, no pun intended. Jalen. Jason. Even the CPA accountant. Fucking coming off the bench, sniping. Al Horford with his flat-footed three-pointers. Everybody showed up to fucking play, and I loved it. Brooklyn, you did not. KD, looks like you need Steph more than Steph needed you. Kyrie, you needed Bron. Bron needed you, but you fucked that up. Now look at you. Y'all could have been something. Y'all could have been special. Look, what did Nino Brown say to G-Money? Look at your ass. Your ass used to be beautiful. So yeah, man. Better luck next time. And I, I'm sure... They they, they want to uh, get back. I, I would like to see all of that shit just collapse again next year. We shall wait and see. Now, John ja Morant is probably my current favorite player... And they just beat the the Timberwolves. Now they're facing the Golden State Warriors. So that's next in the agenda. Make sure those fuckers never win a game. No more Steph. No more Clay with the K. No more Pink Mouth in the fucking finals. And if they make it to the finals, make them fucking lose again. Just like they did to the Raptors in 2019. Just like they did to my Cavs in 2016. Because fuck them niggas. Now, I I failed to mention last week that I I finally saw the Batman, the the latest Batman. Um, I've probably seen about four or five different interpretations of this character in my lifetime. And I got to say, this Batman was brilliant. It was great. And uh, is it the best of all time? Pump your brakes. Let's slow down. Don't make me put this shit in reverse. Uh, before I saw the movie, I, the hype got to me. You know, people I know, friends, coworkers—they they couldn't wait to tell the world how great this Batman movie was. I mean, it got a 8.2, I believe, on IMDb. Um, so with that being said, uh, it, it didn't disappoint. Um, but hey, what do I know? I I like Suicide Squad, the la- the last one, and people wanted to shit on that. I actually like Suicide Squad better than this Batman. I'm on a lonely island on that shit. Uh, it doesn't have fucking uh, Zoe Kravitz in it, but fuck, it was a great movie. And the, one of the things I liked about this Batman that is this Batman is with the shit. He wastes no fucking time. Uh, I believe before the credits are even done, or right as the credits are ending, he just lays into this gang, this little street gang, and he just beats their asses one by one. Uh, sometimes two at once because he's fucking Batman no no, no dialogue uh, all this back and forth talk before I beat your ass like no this Batman is with the shits 100,000% and I'm all the way with that and also yeah Zoe Kravitz that bitch is fine uh, that doesn't hurt to have on the silver screen um, but what stole the show from me Colin Farrell Colin Farrell plays the Penguin, and he is really unrecognizable. Uh, I, I didn't realize that it was Colin Farrell until I looked at the listing, the cast listing on IMDb. It's like, wow, that was him? John Turturro's in it he plays one of the villains and uh, you know he's a legend in the game man Uh, you know he was sal's son one of sal's sons and do the right thing he done a ton of cohen brothers films um but yeah man batman it's available on hbo max um at the same time i'm i'm partial to the tim burton batman's the michael keaton's the jack nicholson's the michelle you know danny devito all of that But I have an idea for uh, the next Batman reboot and it's called, If Lakeith Stanfield doesn't play Joker, I'm gonna stop giving a fuck about this shit. And speaking of Lakeith Stanfield, this season of Atlanta is on fire. Um, They have some of the the lowest rated season they have and I think I know why. Because the Whites are being indicted. That's right, the Whites are being indicted. There was an episode on reparations. There are a lot of Uh, underlying messages that you know are inspired by real events Uh, some of the cruelties that uh, our our people of the Caucasian persuasion have done in the past and if you watch this season, third season of Atlanta that's going on right now you'll see what I mean now on Friday Action Bronson released his latest album El Crocodrillo Turbo I hope i pronounced that right um i couldn't wait I, I saw this coming up and i was like man this shit is gonna be fire and you know i'm an action bronson fanatic he doesn't disappoint ever he's one of those guys just like griselda oh he, he's on a feature oh he's on this other artist like i i gotta have it i'm it to my playlist and el Crocodrio turbo is only 30 minutes three seconds it's 10 tracks uh of muy caliente uh, it starts off in the beginning of the album, uh, Conway the Machine. There's a track called Tongpo, uh, a track called Estaciones featuring Hologram. Uh, Mayhem Lauren is featured at the song Turkish. Uh, the last track, I believe, 91. Yeah, 91. It's That's the second to last one. And that is just him. It's authentic action Bronson. Just how I like it. Just how we love it and the very last track Storm of the Century featuring Young Mexico is uh, it's got an acoustic vibe uh, acoustic with some saxophone uh, taking you out of the album Um, so yeah Crocodrillo Turbo check that shit out it's action man what needs to be said and also Future released his latest album I Never Liked You and I've been playing that and action bronson all fucking weekend uh, now future he has features from kanye gunna young thug drake uh, estg kodak black uh, drake's actually on her twice and uh both of the tracks go fucking ham sandwich uh the first one with drake is uh wait for you which also has tim's uh and the other one is i'm on one And, man, there is probably one or two tracks I could have done without uh, some of that sing-songy shit. But I know they're necessary, gotta do something for the ladies, I get it. But, I Never Liked You, fucking Moy Caliente, Uh, if if you ever like Future, he's back and he's doing his goddamn thing. Uh, Also the track with Kodak Black, man, uh, Voodoo. Check all of this shit out. It's uh, 16 tracks, 48 minutes and 43 seconds. And I've been listening to just those two albums so much that I didn't have time to listen to MC8's latest album, uh, Revolution in Progress. Uh, Try to get a hold of that sometime this week. But all things May 1st. In 1957, Larry King would have his first radio broadcast. In 1978, Jackie Chan's breakthrough film, Snake in the Eagle's Shadow, directed by Yuing Wu-Ping, is released in Hong Kong. In 1984, Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac files for bankruptcy in the United States. In 1989, California, USA jewelry store employees called the police, reporting a suspicious person hanging around their store. The person turns out to be Michael Jackson, shopping in disguise. Wow, how crazy would that be? That is some weird and wild stuff indeed. In 1998, He Got Game, directed by Spike Lee starring Denzel Washington and Ray Allen, premiered in theaters. In 1999, animated series Spongebob Squarepants, directed by Stephen Hillenburg, debuts on Nickelodeon. In 2001, Destiny's Child releases the album Survivor. In 2005, WWE airs the pay-per-view Backlash 05. In 2006, 1951 guitarists simultaneously play Jimi Hendrix's song Hey Joe in the town square of Rocktaw, Poland, breaking a Guinness World Record. Wow. In 2009, Peaches releases the album, I Feel Cream. Yeah, I remember Peaches, y'all should too. And on that same day in 09, X-Men Origins, Wolverine premieres in theaters. In 2011, WWE airs the pay-per-view Extreme Rules 11. In 2012, B.O.B. releases the album, Strange Clouds. In 2015, Avengers, Age of Ultron premieres in theaters. In 2017, Billy Corgan agrees to purchase the National Wrestling Alliance in 2019 new york city officially names a street sesame street at the intersection of west 63rd street and broadway in honor of the show's 50th anniversary but more important to me than all of that shit, in 1939 batman first appears in detective comics number 27 now this isn't the first official batman issue but it's the first time he would appear in public on in any capacity and I love Spongebob. I am a Spongebob stan. I, I love Destiny's Child. Well, and uh, more so Kelly. He Got Game was great. I remember watching that with my cousin in the theaters when it first came out. But Batman, dude. Th- we're talking about Batman. Uh, you know, I was just talking about how, shit, I didn't seen about four or five different types of motherfucking Batmans in my lifetime. And that's just my lifetime. There were about two or three other ones before I was born. Uh, and and it's fucking Batman and I'm not even big on DC like that I'm not really even into comic books period you know Marvel kind of takes the cake in that universe but one of the things that DC can hang their hat on is the fact that they got Batman Superman's a pussy but nobody talks shit about Batman it's fucking Batman bro he's a fucking entity pop cultural icon he is Today in sports history in 1883 Bob Rogers is acknowledged as the first American pro sports trainer when he is hired by the New York Athletic Club In 1884 Catcher Moses Walker is acknowledged as the first African-American to play Major League Baseball, joining the Toledo Blue Stockings. Wait, how? What? Uh. In 1891, legendary pitcher Cy Young wins his first game, played at Cleveland's League Park. Cleveland Spiders beat the Cincinnati Redlegs 12-3. Go Ohio! Chicago White Sox outfielder Herm McFarland hits the first Grand Slam in American League history in a 19-9 win at home against Detroit. The Tigers commit 12 errors. In 1920, legendary slugger Babe Ruth records his first home run for the New York Yankees in a 6-0 win over his former club, the Boston Red Sox. In 1926, baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Satchel Paige debuts in the Negro Southern League for Chattanooga. In 1940, the Summer Olympics are canceled by the Finnish OC because of World War II. In 1947, the Cleveland Indians abandoned League Park to play all Major League games at Municipal Stadium. In 1951, future Baseball Hall of Fame slugger Mickey Mantle hits his first career home run in an 8-3 win versus the White Sox in Chicago. In 1955, Future Baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Bob Feller tosses his record 12th one-hitter, in Indian's two-to-zip win over the Boston Red Sox at Cleveland Stadium. In 1959, Floyd Patterson scores his 11th round knockout of Englishman Brian London in Indianapolis, his fourth World Heavyweight boxing title defense. In 1965, the Stanley Cup Finals are held at Montreal Forum in Montreal, Quebec, Dick Duff has a goal and two assists as the Montreal Canadiens beat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-zip in Game 7. In 1969, Houston Astros hurler Don Wilson blanks the Reds 4-Zip for a second career no-hitter at Crosley Field in Cincinnati. In 1981, tennis player Billie Jean King acknowledges a lesbian relationship with Marilyn Barnett, becoming the first prominent sportswoman to come out. In 1984, The NFL draft is held. Nebraska wide receiver Irving Fryer is the first pick by the New England Patriots. In 1988, after scoring 50 points in Game One in the NBA Eastern Conference playoff series, Michael Jordan has 55 in the Chicago Bulls 106 to 101 win versus the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game Two. He would be the first to score 50 plus points in consecutive playoff games. In 1991. A's outfielder Ricky Henderson steals all-time MLB record, 939th base, in 7-4 win versus the New York Yankees in Oakland. And on that same day, Texas Rangers starter Nolan Ryan pitches an MLB record 7th no-hitter, beating Toronto 3-zip at 44. Ryan is the oldest to throw a no-hitter. In 1992, Los Angeles Dodgers postponed three MLB games due to racial riots over the infamous Rodney King beating. In 1992, Oakland outfielder Ricky Henderson steals his 1000th MLB career base in an Oakland A's 7 6 win at Detroit. In the year 2000, Barry Bonds is the first MLB player to hit a homer in the San Francisco Bay as the Giants beat the Mets 10 3. He would hit 35 there before his San Francisco career ends. In 2002, Padres closer Trevor Hoffman sets an MLB record for saves for one team with 321 in a 4 3 win versus the Chicago Cubs in San Diego. In 2004, Giants outfielder Barry Bond sets an MLB record for being intentionally walked four times in a nine inning game during a 6 3 defeat of Florida in San Francisco. In 2012, Guggenheim Partners make the largest ever purchase of a sports franchise after buying the Los Angeles Dodgers for $2.1 billion. And that was my half-assed sports report. Coming up, I'm going to talk more about Batman. And I know, what needs to be said right? We all fucking know who Batman is. Our great-grandparents knew who Batman was. But... I'm going to talk about how he debuted to the public eye on this day in 1939 and the impact he's had since then on the culture. We'll be black after these messages. I'm Batman.
1: Nonsense, the lack of conscience, propaganda, the cause of conflict, sick agenda to enforce dichotomy. Ain't nothing but a plot to make us bow down the corporate sovereignty. Honestly, they only fear what we could become all the better. Is dumb. They like them dumb, so afraid of what you know. Plant a seed, they kill it before it's able to grow. Population control, unveil the secret. Suppress the cure so they can sell the treatment. That's evil genius. Cold blood, definition of low life. Incite the war, sell guns to both sides. Ain't it a shame taking aim with your brother? They got everything to gain from us killing each other. Foolproof blueprint for a microchip prison. Now they just wanna make a small incision, that's long division. Keep us divided with the sounds of silence. Yeah, that's long division. Code of conduct, resort to violence. That's long division Don't mean to cut you off but pardon the interruption. On this platform we fight crime and corruption. A psychopath that'll cut your mic in half. The public defenders don't even speak on my behalf. They wanna get me off of the tune and be a coon. I'm a rebel with the trouble when the base goes boom. Enough brain waves to power electric trains. They wanna tie me down so they can shackle me in chains. American airlines, juggle the landmines, suspended disbelief. National standby, colorless green ideas and sleep furious. War poured over their eyes, leaving them curious. Ask yourself what's the depth of your perception. Empowerment and mind is best for protection. Too many broadcasts keep you in a super fast. Having conversations with a screen. That's long division. If we don't think the same, communication breaks down. Yeah, that's long division. When the people become strangers in your own town. That's long division.
0: and a special mention to those no longer with us on saturday we lost american singer and actress naomi judd born diana ellen judd on january 11 1946 in ashland kentucky She and her daughter, Winona, formed the country music duo, The Judds, in 1983. They were inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2021. After her last tour, Judd developed depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and suicidal thoughts. The medication she was prescribed, lithium, produced side effects, including edema, alopecia, and tremors. She died near Nashville, Tennessee on April 30, 2022, at the age of 76. Her daughters tweeted in part, Today we sisters experienced a tragedy. We lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness. Little Walter was an American blues musician, singer, and songwriter. Born Marion Walter Jacobs on May 1st, 1930 in Marksville, Louisiana, he would have a revolutionary approach to the harmonica that would have a strong impact on succeeding generations, earning him comparisons to such seminal artists as Django Reinhardt, Charlie Parker, and Jimi Hendrix. His virtuosity and musical innovations fundamentally altered many listeners' expectations of what was possible in Blues Harmonica. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2008, the first, and to date, only artist to be inducted specifically as a harmonica player. A few months after returning from his second European tour, Little Walter was involved in a fight while taking a break from a performance at a nightclub on the south side of Chicago He apparently sustained only minor injuries in this altercation, but they aggravated the damage he had suffered in previous violent encounters, and he died in his sleep at the apartment of a girlfriend at 209 East 54th Street in Chicago early the following morning. The official cause of death stated on his death certificate was coronary thrombosis, a blood clot in the heart. Evidence of external injuries was so insignificant that the police reported that his death was due to unknown or natural causes and no external injuries were noted on the death certificate. He was 37 at the time of his death. Rest easy y'all. On this day in 1939, the character Batman made his public debut. Batman is an American comic strip superhero created for DC Comics by writer Bill Finger and artist Bob Kane. Batman debuted in May 1939 in Detective Comics No. 27 and has since appeared in numerous comic books, comic strips, and graphic novels, on television, in a camp live-action series, and a critically acclaimed animated program, in electronic games, and in brooding atmospheric films. (laughs) ¶¶ The the origin of Batman, which was not revealed to readers until the characters' seventh comic book appearance, is now a familiar tale. As prosperous physician Thomas Wayne, his wife Martha, and their young son Bruce exited a Gotham City movie house after a nighttime showing of the Mark of Zorro, they were robbed by a thief brandishing a pistol. Dr. Wayne attempted to protect his wife, but the panicky gunman murdered the adult Waynes as their horrified son watched. The grief-stricken boy dedicated his existence to avenging his parents' murders by spending the rest of his life warring on all criminals. After years of training his mind and body to perfection, Bruce, having inherited his father's millions, molded over a crime-fighting disguise that would terrorize lawbreakers. A bat flapping through an open window was deemed an omen, and the original tale's end captioned heralded, And thus is born this weird avenger of the dark, this avenger of evil, the Batman. Batman was an immediate sensation. In his earliest adventures, Batman was quite brutal. He tossed a thug off a rooftop and executed a vampire by shooting him with a silver bullet. As Batman's acclaim swelled, the character's publisher recoiled, fearful that the sinister elements in the comic book would be emulated by its young audience. DC eliminated Batman's use of firearms and extreme force. Never again would Batman take a life just under a year after the hero's debut dc softened him up even more by introducing a young sidekick dick grayson a circus aerialist observed the mob ordered murder of his parents and became the ward of a sympathetic wayne who trained the lad to become robin the boy wonder exuberant and wisecracking robin had a profound influence on the brooding batman the former weird avenger stepped smoothly into the role of father figure the success of Batman's appearances in Detective Comics led to the eponymous spin-off title that debuted in the spring of 1940. Ghost artists such as Jerry Robinson and Sheldon Moldoff illustrated the additional material, but due to the terms of his contract with DC, Kane would receive the credit for such work. Finger, who was responsible for some of the most recognizable elements of the Batman mythos, would not be acknowledged as a co-creator of the character for more than 75 years. Batman No. 1 introduced two villains who would become integral components of the character's history, the sneering clown, prince of crime, the Joker, and the sultry princess of plunder, the Catwoman. Batman and Robin were soon challenged by a growing contingent of odd antagonists. The Scarecrow, Penguin, and the Riddler were just some of the rogues who repeatedly took on the dynamic duo. Batman and Robin's synchronized acrobatics and deductive mastery dazzled readers, as did their arsenal. They each sported utility belts containing the tools of their trade, including the batarangs, bat ropes, and an assortment of other devices. For transportation, the dynamic duo used a variety of bat-themed vehicles, warehouse in the secret Batcave, beneath the hero's grand home, Wayne Manor. By 1942, Gotham City Police Commissioner James Gordon, in a reversal from the early days of the comic when he had ordered his officers to fire upon Batman, was summoning the hero into action by illuminating the nighttime skies of Gotham City with the Bat-signal. The dynamic duo's burgeoning popularity could not be contained in two magazines alone. They soon appeared in DC's World's Best Comics and in 1943 swung into their own newspaper strip. In addition to their comic appearances, they segged into movie theaters in two serials, Batman in 1943 and The New Adventures of Batman and Robin in 1949, and guest starred on several episodes of the radio program The Adventures of Superman in the mid-1940s. Superhero comics declined in popularity after World War II, and Batman was one of three DC comic characters to maintain his own series, the others being Superman and Wonder Woman. Despite Batman's resiliency, the 1950s were unkind to the cobweb crime fighter and his sidekick. The challenge came not from a costume nemesis, however, as the biggest threat facing Batman, indeed all comics, was psychiatrist Frederick Wertham, and his polemic against the industry, Seduction of the Innocent in 1954, Wertham charged that comics morally corrupt their impressionable young readers, impeaching Batman and Robin in particular for supposedly flaunting a gay lifestyle. Where them wrote, They live in sumptuous quarters with beautiful flowers and large vases and have a butler. It is like a wish dream of two homosexuals living together. DC Comics responded by building a Batman family around the Cape Crusader, introducing Batwoman, Ace the Bat-Hound, Batgirl, and even the magical imp, Batmite. Batman's ghoulish adversaries were either neutered or discarded from the series. For years, DC produced a kinder, gentler Batman and readers responded by sending Batman and Detective Comics to the brink of cancellation. Batman has become a pop culture icon, recognized around the world. The character's presence has extended beyond his comic book origins. Events such as the release of the 1989 Batman film and its accompanying merchandise brought the Batman to the forefront of public consciousness. In an article commemorating the 60th anniversary of the character, the Guardian wrote, Batman is a figure blurred by the endless reinvention that is modern mass culture. He is at once an icon and a commodity, the perfect cultural artifact for the 21st century. Happy anniversary, Batman. You a bad motherfucker. Wraps up another edition of Over the Culture Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to check out my other show, Happen in the 90s, every Thursday with my buddy Matt G. Crushgasm with Kendra every Wednesday. B3F Podcast with Joey and Steven. And don't worry, be booby with Amanda and Wade. Y'all be cool. Peace.